Cheers, welcome to Talkalicious. I'm Christine, your virtual bestie. This is happy hour, and I guess we're all fat, dirty, and wet. All right, get your mind out of the gutter, you nasty girl. I'm talking about resolutions. <laughs> and we're unloved. We got divorced. By the second week of January, supposedly the highest uh, filing date for divorces. Because, man, you couldn't get there on the 2nd of January. That just seems wrong since you lasted it out through the holidays with that. <laughs> the one that you've been growling out for a couple years. A dry January, something I personally never felt the need to participate in. Last year, I Marie Kondoed. For sure, I did. This year, I uh, also gave up my Dr. Google degree last year. We talked about that one. Uh, I, my girlfriends, a couple of them are actual doctors. They're like, Christine, you need to stop. I was diagnosing everybody. And just so you know, uh, yeah, my degree was kind of worthless because I misdiagnosed myself and a lot of other people. <laughs> I'm always worried if I commit a crime and somebody gets my computer and re looks at it, oh, huh. I'm going to prison. That's all there is. I look up everything. I don't necessarily click on everything, but I look it up because I'm curious. Like some woman who killed her husband with eye drops. I was like, really? Is that possible? Now when Joe dies, they're going to see all my investigation discovery searches I've done. I, <laughs> I am going down. I better prepare for prison life. Um, this year, though, I decided to stop saying I'm sorry. And we talked about this a while ago. Do you remember the article that I had brought up about research saying that if you're continuously saying I'm sorry, you lose power? And I was like, Oh, I don't want to deflate. Actually, I really I recognize this on the tennis court. Whether it's my fault or not, I'm always saying I'm sorry. I say it all the time. I say it in life, and I don't even think I realized how much I said it, even when it's not my fault. And I was like, I think because I want people to like me, but then do I? Yeah, I guess I do. What I realized though on the tennis court when playing with my doubles partner, if even if they set me up, like there was nothing I could do. I, I can't do it. And if you don't play doubles tennis, you won't understand this. And if you're interested, you can DM me and I'll explain it to you. But there's times that your partner will make a shot and you're dead. You're just dead. There's nothing you can do. And I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, why am I saying I'm sorry? But what I noticed is that when I was doing it on the court, then my partner, it brings attention to all of my errors, which could be because of her. Yeah, I'm going to blame the other person. <laughs> Actually, in tennis, it can't happen. But should we be saying I'm sorry all the time? And I th thought about it, and I'm like, okay. So I say it like 5,000 times a day, and then does that make it disingenuous? Yes, because in all the times, I don't even mean it. I'm just trying to be nice. And should I be nice? Not even when it's somebody else's fault. So that's the thing I'm working on. No more I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I've got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my least favorite time at the gym. I love the gym. It is my favorite place. It is my therapy, self-help, got me through everything. It gets me through everything. I am one of those people who likes to work out. I love going to classes. I love going whatever. But dang, these people that come in in January and now you're infiltrating my space until like March. Some of you hold on a little bit longer, but most of them will be gone. They're going to make it through Valentine's Day because they're looking for love, hoping the body will <laughs> be hot by the time they're naked. <laughs> but I think, you know what I'm talking about. When you go to a class, you've been going forever, or you have certain equipment that you do, and you have this way that you do it, you have your spot. 
And I walk in and I'm like, I'm a regular. I know people. And that's my spot. And somebody was in my spot. I think we need to work the gym just like we do new kids when they go to a new school. <laughs> now hear me out. You know when the new kid comes to class, what do they do? Yeah, everyone sit down and then like, let's introduce so-and-so, our new student, and you take a seat over here. <laughs> so everybody else who works out regularly, get your place at the gym, and then the newbies can wait until we're settled. <laughs> Is that wrong? You know, you know there's a spin bike that you like. Come on. We do it everywhere. We do it. We have like certain places we park in parking lots, certain places we sit in movie theaters. Do you change it up every time? I don't. I'll lose my car. <laughs> I did that in college. I was that chick that you don't think exists. Oh, she existed. And it was me. Yeah, I, I had to go. I stopped calling myself Christy because of it. <laughs> I grew up as a Christy. But then I was joining, uh, you know, going to college. I was like, and I looked young and I was like, I need to be more mature because I'm a woman. And the first day of college, I had an early class. I get there, I park my car, I go off to class, I come back out and there's like 30,000 cars. And I'm like, oh my God, where did I park? I literally had to have security drive me up and down because I was back in the day way before, like you had car alarms, but not like you could find your car that way. And I had no alarm. I had an old, old car. So there was no alarm. There was, with security, going up and down each aisle of the parking lot in college looking for her car, which is why I have my spots. Yes, get out of my spot. Get off my spin bike. You should wait. Let the class be seated. Then you come in. <laughs> so I, I did take a new class. I went to the back. I know my place. I took the Zumba class. I, I think, I, I don't even know the instructor's name. But then again, I don't really pay attention to names unless I'm in a serious relationship. Uh, oh, oh, this class was packed and it was a 9.30 on a Tuesday morning. And I'm like, okay, I know it's Zumba, it's fun, but it's 9.30 on a Tuesday. Oh, I found out real quick with uh, Dimitric. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. These women, first of all, it was like an episode of The Bachelor. These women were shaking their hips and fighting for a little salsa on machete to dance with or the tango, whatever. I say the machete because if you've uh, taken Zumba class, one of the instructors would always, you know, you kind of whip the, like the machete down and you're out in the sugarcane fields cutting down the sugarcane. I like that move. It's one of my favorites. But anyway. Uh, I'm not sure if he's really cute. I don't really kind of notice that, but boy, the boy could move and he can dance. Mm. And it was the perfect mix of hip rotation and masculinity. Oh yeah, my engine's totally going. And same with every woman in there. There were women like in their 60s and 70s and they were tying their sweatshirts or they even had the, the uh, flannels. You know, that's kind of the thing right now, at least where I'm at, they're tying their flannel shirts around their waist while they move them around. And then he's good. He's so smooth that he moves around and he'll dance with women. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm watching these women compete. I think I've never seen hips on a 70 year old move that way. Who's trying to go against the 20 something year old who's like, yeah, this is between classes and I'm hanging out with, I was like, holy cow. 
I've been watching The Bachelor. Haven't watched it in a long time. Like, I would say maybe 10 years. I watched it, I don't know, long, long time ago. One of the things about The Bachelor that I don't agree with, The Bachelorette, I'm cool with. Makes sense. Because to me, it's the woman who chooses, right? We're not competing against other women. I've never felt like I competed against other women. Because if somebody wants me, they want me, and I'm special. <laughs> okay, I'm not really sure where that self-esteem comes from, to be honest with you. But I was never going to compete with somebody else for a man. Because I didn't really care that much. I, I don't I just really didn't. I mean, I wanted a partner. I wanted somebody to be with. However, I did find myself in a situation because I am type A and I am very competitive. I'm a competitive tennis player that I wanted to move my hips more in Zumba. <laughs> As I'm watching The Bachelor and these girls are fighting each other and crying and doing all this stuff. And I was like, I would win just for the sake of winning. <laughs> That's all I would care about. I wouldn't even care about the guy. It would just be so that I could be the best. That's it. And I'm watching and I'm thinking, I think this is what this is. Because at the end, you're like, do I really know him? Do I really like him? You know, when you like, you want something so bad and you go for it and you get there and you're like, this is it. <laughs> That's how I feel about The Bachelor. And quite frankly, like I said, I, I'm of the old school animal kingdom that believes that men have to prove themselves worthy of entering into this playground and enjoying the land of Christine. <laughs> I think every woman should be that way. Quite frankly, come on. It is a pleasure to be with you. It is a pleasure to be with me. That's what I tell my husband every day. You are lucky. <laughs> I don't think we have to be jerky. I mean, that doesn't mean that I'm not caring and loving and kind, but the reality is, is and maybe because for me, I'd be willing to be alone. I'm just one of those people. I, I, I'll call it out right now. Poor Joe, living on eggshells all the time. No, just joking. But, you know, that's just how I felt. I feel like every woman, I think when we're raising strong, confident women, then that means they know how to take care of themselves, both sexually and financially. Then you look for a different man. That's how we should be raising our women and to have expectations of our men. Although I would beat down some girl in a pillow fight on The Bachelor just to win. <laughs> I would totally do this. Uh, speaking of couples, okay, you know, I love Megan and Harry. I get, they're a cute little couple. I get it. As a future mother-in-law, this is like my worst nightmare come true. Seriously, right now. I don't care they want to separate from the family. I mean, my gosh, he's six, what, six places away from the throne? He's important because of who he is. Like, he's always been this, like, what, charming guy? Yeah, okay. What's crazy to me, though, is that at Christmas time, they're like, yeah, we're going to go to Canada for six weeks. I'm going to spend it all with my mom. Oh, listen, I don't expect my future in-laws to have to be at my house on Christmas. But at least in a six-week holiday period, you can't bring the baby. I don't really care about you or my son. I just want the baby, the grandbabies. And I thought, wow, great-grandpa was in the hospital. He's like 98, almost dying. And you're like, no, we're staying in Canada in this $10 million estate, and we're not going to come visit you. And when we're going to tell you that we don't want to have anything to do with you anymore, I'm going to keep the baby away too. Oh, oh. that's going to kill me. It is going to kill me if that happens to me and my sons. Like I said, you don't really need to be there on actual Christmas. I'm flexible. 
but six weeks during the holidays when people generally have time off, and I don't know, great-grandma and grandpa are almost 100 years old, there's not very many days left, that you have to create those memories and make those bonds. Because let's face it, Archie's never gonna remember his great-grandparents. He's only have to read about them. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of, because uh, the vaginas have the power. And that's what all women need to know. Guys will do anything once they're in love with you. If they're not in love with you, meh, they give you attitude. That's why you have to pick one who loves you. And quite frankly, I get it. I wouldn't want to be a prince. In fact, or a princess, I guess, right? I've always considered myself the queen, which I've basically screwed myself with. And my, Joe will call me Queen Christine. When I was little, my sister's 15 years young, younger than me. And I would always say, I'm Queen Christine, Queen Christine. And my sister, when she was little, she was a toddler and I was a teenager. And she's like, ah, I'm the princess. I was like, you're fine. You be the princess. I'm the queen. <laughs> she was born knowing her place. But actually, if you think about it, I got the raw end of the deal. Being the queen is not very easy. If you're six places away from the throne, I'd just go for it and have some fun and realize, eh, the hard stuff lands on your shoulders. I'll just be the likable one. <laughs> How hard could that be? Ah, oh, I wish I did not want to be the queen. But yet, it feels right, but it feels so wrong. It's not easy. Are you a queen or are you a princess? Yeah, I'm definitely a queen. And this queen has to do the dishes, wash the clothes, and take care of the kids. <laughs> and cooks, cleans, works, you know. <sighs> this monarchy needs a better staff, I can tell you right now. <laughs> Actually, I say I call myself the momarchy. It is the truth. Okay, um, you know, I don't really talk about politics too much on this one because, uh, yeah, I'm not interested in getting all the haters' hates. I want to have fun at life, but let me tell you. So, you know, we got this impeachment little thing going. Fine, I don't really care about that, but let me just tell you, me love me some strippers. I love strippers. Don't mess with a stripper. So this is the part that cracks me up about this whole Hunter Biden, Trump impeachment. He, Hunter Biden, son, you know, to Joe Biden, hmm, divorced his wife and married his dead brother's wife. Okay, hmm. Little things that make you go, huh. All right, maybe. We overlooked that one. And then you find out he's done some other nefarious things and he gets a stripper pregnant. Strippers don't play. I'm telling you right now, every woman needs a good stripper inside of her. That's like, eh, I want my money. He's like, I'm not the father. She's like, yes, you are. And not only are you the father, I'm gonna take you to court and I wanna see all your financial records. Mm-hmm. Strippers don't play. <laughs> now this stripper from Arkansas is gonna end up bringing down the Bidens, I think. That's the part that nobody's like really paying attention to. Everyone's like, eh, impeachment. Ah. The good story is the stripper who is forcing Hunter Biden, the judge, forced him in the paternity case because it was proven he's the daddy, telling you strippers know. They know, and I'm going to tell you how they know in a second. But the judge is like, yeah, we got to see your financials. Oh, ho, 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 ho. And the fact that he's committed some identity theft. To me, I wish we were televising that court case. <laughs> That's juicy stuff. 
The reason why I say strippers know and don't mess with them, back in the day I was in a mom's group and we would always have guest speakers come in and there was one point um, an officer from the Bakersfield Police Department came in to talk about just various things, uh, you know, new mom, safety, whatever. One of the stories that she told us, because we'd asked for like a, a fun, you know, a fun crime story. <laughs> so she, she gave us a fun crime story. Uh, we had, at that time, we only had one strip club in town and the girls were working and I didn't even know this. I learned this from this story. And I haven't checked a dollar bill since or any sort of our paper money, but our paper money under black lights have fluorescent lights and all the denominations have different colors. And that, my friends, is how strippers know where to go and dance. So if you think your dollar is going to beat out the 50, now you know why the stripper's not coming over and grinding on you or like doing whatever you need to do. You need to ante up because they see the, the under the blue light or black light, excuse me, black light. Anyway, so there's these guys and they're partying up and they're throwing money around, you know, fives, tens, and twenties or whatever. They're not rappers. They were just people in the club. <laughs> there weren't any high rollers, no athletes, no nothing like that. The women are like, hmm, something's a little wrong with that dollar. And she's grinding on the pole and she's working it. And she's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going over there because I don't see a stripe. I don't know how much that is. They busted a counterfeiting ring. <laughs> the strippers are like, hey, they got some dollar bills here and they don't got that, that, that color. So called police, found them at a hotel, and they were making um, fives and tens. And if you're ever going to counterfeit, according to the Bakersfield Police Department, those are the bills to do it in because there could be a lot of fake ones out there. Uh, will I get in trouble for that? She told a whole room, so it wasn't just me who heard that story. <laughs> you know how they check your 20s and 50s? But they were printing up tons and also uh, I think ones too. Yeah, they were just printing their own money at one of the local hotels. Gosh, me love me some strippers. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, your new year, Valentine's Day is coming up. I can't believe we were inundated with Valentine's, what, the day after Christmas? Lord have mercy, can I get my Christmas decorations down? I don't know if you're going to do Netflix and chill. Is that even a thing anymore? This drives my boys crazy. I am probably the only person in the world, and not just because I'm a commercial actress. <laughs> I like commercials. I know I said it. I like commercials. Because I just can't sit there the whole time. I need a break. I would be okay with paying for ads. Because I'm not a binge watcher. Like, I just can't sit around all day. And even, like, when I'm watching something, I'm like, can we pause it? Can we just pause it for a second? I'd like to go do something. Because I just don't like to sit and watch. But Netflix, it's interesting. They stop giving us ratings on our shows, right? Like, you see a rating. It's a match rating. It doesn't tell you how good it is. So quite frankly, I'm upset because I have to now do an additional search to see if I'm going to like it on Google, right? Because I want to, I like to know what the ratings are. I've become one of those people without a rating. I'm not sure if I'm going to risk it. <laughs> That's the largest risk you take in life. <gasps> it's no ratings. Do I buy it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm living wild, ladies. Hold on. I'm going for it. I'll be the first one to try it. <laughs> anyway, Netflix now, if you just watch something for two minutes, it counts you. So that means if it has 96%, you only, like 96% of us could have only watched 30 sec or two minutes of it and it wouldn't matter. I was going to say 30 seconds. I can't change the rules. Yeah, I'll still be Google, Google searching their shows for sure.
Netflix is like, eh, we're good with this because it's uh, actually boosted its ratings by 35%. Because, you know, I'm sure you're like me. Oh, I got good ratings or a lot of people are watching that. I should check it out because I'm a follower. Bah, I guess for sheep. And then you do, and you're like, why did everybody like this thing? Now you know. Netflix only says two minutes and we're counting you, baby. You got two minutes, shut that thing down. Speaking of Netflix and chill, it's a new year. I'm sure some of you, you know, if we are filing for divorce, which I can tell you right now, I've got a handful of girlfriends going through it. Yeah, I'm not giving Joe the pleasure of a divorce. Mm -mm. If I have to stay here with these kids, this dog in this house, so are you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not letting you go without a fight. Yeah, he can't go off and live in some nice clean apartment and be around with a young hoochie. That will be me. <laughs> I'll go get the apartment. <laughs> anyway, interesting little article. It's a graduate student. He's based out of Rhode Island. And on Twitter, he posted this thing talking about his abstract about some of the latest research he's doing. And he studied women from the age of 18 to 45, studying women who are on dating apps. Okay, my friends, you just gotta put down. Stop shopping online for men. Because interestingly enough, so far, he's got a little abstract out there, but of the information that he's gathering and of the statistics he's been gathering, Women, us, which I, I totally get this, uh, the longer we're on dating apps or the more we do it, we keep lowering our expectations and we will go on more dates than men and we just keep getting lower and lower. And in fact, we'll recalibrate and we'll make our standards even lower because we're like, well, okay, I'll put up with this. No, my friend, no, you don't have to put up with anything. One thing I love about men is that when they love you, I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world. So far, I've got two and a half. I count my teenagers as two and a half. But when a man is truly in love and you see that, you'll see it. And it's like, it's awesome. They treat you with respect. They're kind to you. You're in a partnership. And, but you have to be doing the same thing. Let's be real clear here. We can't be all naggy and, and bitchy and expect them not to be reacting towards us. But the reality is, is if you have a true partner who's truly in love with you, I think it's magical. And I think it's the best thing that ever happens in the world. But you can't be lowering your standards. I'm so glad I'm not on dating apps. Oh my gosh. I couldn't. I, I'll do it old school. I'll just do it old school. Actually, I can't even imagine dating. Something happens to Joe. I'll probably end up in prison. Something happens to Joe and I'm not the cause of his death because I didn't have to kill him. <laughs> I don't see myself going on dating apps. I could literally just either be alone or meet somebody the old fashioned way. I think the dating apps gives you a perception that there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, there's a lot of produce in the produce department and how much of it is crap. I mean, come on. How many times have you gotten a thing of apples and went, oh, only one good apple? Yes, that's why they say that. That's why there's that saying. So I think in the new year, I get it. If you want to go out and play the field, you go right ahead. But I think you're going to have to go back to old school. Yeah, I think you have to go back to meeting people in person. This was interesting. Women will recalibrate their expectations and lower their standards to date men who are less educated, earn less, boring, and not nice. All right. Uh, yeah, not happening in my world. And if you think about it, likes attract likes. Somebody probably in your pool. I think, wasn't it years ago? I don't even know if that's the same now. You know, it'd be interesting. Years and years ago, way before 
um, online dating, internet dating, and that kind of thing. They said that you'll meet your partner within 10 miles of your home. Well, Joe, you couldn't be much further. I don't like to drive very much. <laughs> if you didn't put him in my backyard, I don't know if I would have found him. <laughs> I, there's one guy, I grew up in Southern California, so I lived in Irvine. This guy lived out in Riverside with traffic and everything else. It could take you an hour to an hour and a half, depending on how bad traffic was. And so I met him kind of in a halfway point. We had met, um, we we're both in college and we had met at some club or party or something. Oh, party. And so he asked me out and we went out. So he came out the first date and I was like, oh, he was, he was okay, but not enough. And he's like, oh, for the next date. And I'm like, yeah, you're geographically undesirable. <laughs> I watched 90 Day Fiance and I thought, hell to the no. <laughs> if you don't put it in a 10 mile radius, it ain't going to happen for me. <laughs> Nine Day Fiance, they're all okay being on the phone, faking it. I can fake too much, so that's why I wouldn't do it. Oh, gosh, you know, so it's been really cold in Florida. I don't know if you've heard about this, but, you know, we've been having all this crazy weather in different places. This is one of my favorite funny stories. So there's iguanas, right? They're all up in the trees. Well, iguanas are cold-blooded, and they sleep or kind of like go into hibernating state. Well, it's so cold that they're basically freezing to death and falling from the trees. The forecast in Florida actually warned of falling iguanas. <laughs> oh, gosh. Can you imagine walking by? Oh. We were in Costa Rica. Those iguanas were huge. Huge. But that's not all. Wait, there's more. There are also residents who are taking it up, and they're now selling the iguana meat, which apparently in some South American countries is very popular. Uh, you have to prepare it like chicken. So in case you're going to Florida, you live there. If you live there, you probably already know this. They actually have Facebook marketplaces with stores that are selling the meat. Yeah, and you could have it skinned, butchered, and headless. Okay. I can't even do fish heads. One time we went to a Japanese restaurant and uh, we had gotten some sh uh, shrimp sushi and it, it was the head too. Joe ate the head. Oh, because I can't do it. If I had to go on the amazing race, we would amazingly lose because I can't do that. Anyway, so he bit in and, you know, my husband's Mexican. Well, he's American, but whatever. Every, you know, both parents from Mexico. So he's darker skinned, although I tan better, just putting that out there. But he bit the head. I have never seen a Mexican turn gray. <laughs> I mean, gray, a greenish gray. And he eats tripas. <laughs> and ojos and if you don't know what this and uh pickled pig's feet and i don't know that one in spanish <laughs> and he he looked green I, I, no I, I don't need an iguana head but you can get one on facebook so head on out if you want to try it it's called the chicken of the trees i don't know if i'll say it right because it's uh grobo i don't know it's a name in latin america and in case you're wondering the tacos or burritos may only cost you a dollar. So the other day I was going out to the mall. I'm having a big problem with my phone. I can't figure it out. So I had to go to the mall, which if you've listened to the show, I'd rather die and slip my wrists. I guess die slowly than go to the mall. But I had to go to the Apple store. And as I'm going in, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of the week, right? Running over, getting my phone looked at. I'm walking in the mall. What is it? This is like a big pet peeve. Why are people wearing pajamas in the middle of the day out in public? It is like so intimate to me. I don't want to see you in your pajamas. 
I feel like I'm seeing you naked. A couple people walking in, they're in the pajamas, it's the middle of the week, middle of the afternoon, and they reeked of pot. This is not helping any stereotype at all, <laughs> at all. Am I like old and crazy? Or is it weird to you too to see people in their pajamas? I'm telling you, I am hard pressed. Like with the boys, when I needed to take them to school, I would at least put a sweatshirt on over my pajamas and pray to God that I wouldn't get into an accident or the car wouldn't break down or anything where I had to get out of the car or heaven forbid, some teacher came up to you. You're like, no, I have a baseball cap, my sunglasses on and a sweatshirt on just to appear that I have a bra on right now. <laughs> I was always afraid. Like it'll be the one time, you know, it's always the one time your house is a mess and then people show up or the one time you da 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 and then this happens. It's like, oh, when I was teaching Sebastian how to drive, um, we were driving around in the center divider. There's this woman and she's waving her arms and going all crazy. And we have a huge homeless problem in California. Huge. They're everywhere. And I was telling him, okay, like she's waving her arms and stuff. Her behavior looks a little erratic and I'm looking at her in her clothes. And I'm like, you know, I, um, what I would do personally is maybe move over a lane in case she steps off of the center divider so you don't hit her. So I would back away from her just in case and let somebody else hit her. <laughs> this is the, the driving advice I'm giving my son. And as we're going, I go by and I realize, oh, she's not homeless. <laughs> she was in her pajamas. She must have been driving somebody, but she's driving around in her pajamas. Well, Chinese officials are like, yeah, we're kind of done with this. They started, but they had to backtrack because everybody got their panties in a ruffle. They started naming and shaming people for going outside in their pajamas. They used facial recognition technology and then would post their pictures to publicly shame them and exposing their uncivilized behavior and to improve citizens' moral standard. Yeah, I, 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 I'm actually okay with it. I just feel like I shouldn't see you in your underwear. I mean, I guess not your underwear, but your pajamas. What is that? I wonder if that's an age thing or what? It's like we have a studio movie grill. I don't know if you have those theaters there. A lot of the theaters are getting into the reclining seats, the meals on. People are going in their pajamas. I'm like, you can't put on some leggings and a sweatshirt and a bra? <laughs> Slip on tennis shoes? Oh, I, I, I'd rather stream than sit next to somebody who I'm thinking, did they or did they not shower and brush their teeth today? That's, I think, what it is. It doesn't look like you've groomed for public. I don't know. I'm just curious. Is this, is this an old lady thing or is this just me being weird? Uh, listen, I got a lot of weird things. I, I'm willing to take the weirdness, but there's a couple dads who used to walk their kids to school in their pajamas and I'm like, mm, I don't want to see that. I felt like I was, I don't know, like leer. I wasn't leering. They weren't my type. <laughs> it's not like I go to school with some hot dads or my kids go to school with hot dads. Um, but it was weird. They just have their cup of coffee and then with their pajama bottoms, they had shirts on, but still I was like, uh, I don't think I'm supposed to be seeing this. And that is not mommy porn. Let's just put that out there right now. That is no fantasy for me. <laughs> Let's see you working. Take off that shirt. Get a uniform on. Put some jeans on and be out in the sun and let your body glisten as you walk the kids to school. I'd be like, oh, now that I'd like to look at. <laughs> you and your pajama bottoms with your little Ugg slippers and your cup of coffee is not doing it for me at all. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of Happy Hour. I hope you had a great time. Don't forget to like, share with a friend if you had a good laugh because that's what this is all about. Uh, comment, do whatever you like because it is all about getting talking with Talkalicious. Have a great day and I'll see you next time. Bye.